This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And it's four minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. I'm in a horrible mood. I feel like I've barely slept. I got some ass kicking insomnia going on. So I'm probably going to be even more cantankerous today than normal. Welcome to the show. The phone lines are open 210 599 5555. 210 599 5555. A couple of things, interesting things happened yesterday. Uh, first off, we had the first official response to the Twitter dump uh, from uh, our press secretary, press secretary uh, Jean Jean Pierre Clouseau, whatever the hell her name is. <laughs> I just like saying that Jean Pierre Clouseau. Um, it's a it's a, it's a distraction. Um, it's haphazard. Uh, it's old news. I mean, she pretty much said everything we would freaking expect her to say. She's trying to blow it off while at the same time saying it's unhealthy. And, you know, Trey and I were talking about this on the air earlier. Um, You know, was she talking, was this a veiled threat uh, at Elon, or, or was this uh, just sort of the usual rhetoric that this is unhealthy for America or this is unhealthy for democracy or what have you, but really did her level best to just kind of blow the whole thing off and act like, ah, it's old news. Ah, why are you even asking me about this? Um, she's an inanimate object. I mean, she, she, she is, she is a chess piece for this, for the swamp, for this administration. The, the, the press briefings with her are even more meaningless than the Jen Psaki, uh, press briefings were. And, uh, I've said this before because Psaki would at least attempt uh, even if even if 99.9% of what she said was either gibberish or a lie, she would at least pretend to be answering the question, whereas this chick, uh, she doesn't really seem to have the intellectual depth, frankly, to, to even gibber her way through some nonsensical response. It's, it's, you know, it's pretty much the same crap over and over again. Ah, oh, it's a distraction. So there's really, what what is even the point of asking her? I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. And, you know, if it it weren't for uh, Heinrich and and Ducey, you know, nobody would be asking this chick anything serious at all. But even when they ask the questions, it's really kind of pointless because you're you're not going to get anything resembling an answer of any kind. And that's certainly what we saw yesterday. Behind the scenes, they despise Elon Musk, and this is really rocking their world. But, you know, at least with the mouthpiece there, ah, it's a distraction. Ah, it's nothing. 
But there was something that I was even more disturbed by because that, that that's expected from her. I, I didn't you know, nothing she said surprised me. But there was something else that happened yesterday that is really kind of uh, that disturbed me even more. Uh, and it has to do. We have a defense bill coming up. Um, Republicans uh, in the House and Senate uh, are, are saying they're going to block the the defense bill from moving forward unless this business of a mandatory COVID nineteen vaccine is not lifted, which I think it should be. Uh, you, you, we we have a real serious problem with our military right now with folks, uh, whether it's because of the COVID vaccine or the the politics, the the sensitivity crap, which is apparently going on uh, in a much more significant way than we w- understood at first, that they're either get, they're getting out for one of those two reasons or both. And this obsession with vaccinating the military. And just so you know where I am here, uh, 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 I, I, as far as my position, I, I'm done with the vaccines. I'm I'm done. I got one more medical thing. I got to I got a surgery coming up in February for a hernia thing. It's kind of a hangover from the uh, from the stuff that was uh, that I had done a year ago. Uh, and and you know I, I I doubt very seriously they're going to require me to get vaxxed. They haven't thus far, but I, I'm not. I'm done. I'm done. No more bo- no boosters. I haven't had any boosters. I was vaccinated, and I got the freaking COVID in the hospital. I didn't have any. Me- I didn't have any symptoms now, but I-, I don't know what these vaccines are anymore. And if that makes me a conspiracy theorist in your mind, I don't care. My body, my choice. Uh, but this obsession with the military, and over the weekend, the White House had put out messaging well come right out and said that Biden the Biden administration was going to was going to talk to Kevin McCarthy in the house about possibly yeah repealing this mandate but then yesterday you got freaking John Kirby our national security council coordinator for strategic communications who is actually the press secretary at this point because he kind of jumps in when Jean Pierre uh, looks like a total moron have you noticed that and he said oh no 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 that's that's not true no no the Biden administration is fully behind secretary austin and the vaccine mandate for the military his exact again over the weekend we're going to talk to Kevin McCarthy about lifting this mandate. As of yesterday, the reality is Secretary Austin's been very clear that he opposes the repeal of that vaccine mandate. And the president actually concurs with the secretary that we need to continue to believe that all Americans, including those in the armed forces, should be vaccinated and boosted for COVID-19. That's the official line as of yesterday. The vaccines are, quote, saving lives, including our men and women's in uniform. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, well, you know, they're, they're gutting the military. It's really what's going on here at the end of the day. They're gutting the military one way or the other. That's the goal. It's weird. It's, uh, it's disturbing because it leaves us, you know, in a very delicate position from a national security standpoint but you've heard the calls on this show from people calling up in the military saying i'm getting out 
I spend one day a month on the range, and I spend 29 days in sensitivity training. Not to mention, i got to get vaccinated. Whether I have a medical condition that should prevent it, whether I have a religious opposition to it, whatever it may be. And what's even creepier is that the message changed from the weekend to yesterday. Because you know what? We've always been at war with East Asia. (laughs) No, we didn't say that. No, the president agrees with Secretary Austin completely. It's bizarre. We're there. We're in the weird, man. We really are with with our own government. We We are in deep in the weird. Well, I just made that up, James. That's not a bad little line. Well, it just kind of tumbled out of my mouth. Uh, what do you think? Here's here's Pete. Pete, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Sean? It's Keith. Oh, Keith, know, Keith. How you doing, Keith? Yeah. All right, I'm doing good. So I, I heard y'all have brought up the military again. But um, so it's funny that you're talking about COVID and military because, um, like, nothing's been – getting out from here at Fort Polk. We have six guys going to Fort Sam Houston because they're having heart problems. And it's just funny that we all had to get vaccinated or you get kicked out. And uh, now that this is all going on, these dudes are like PT studs. They're in their early 20s. Mm. And now they're getting sent to Fort Sam Houston because they're having heart problems. Something ain't right. (laughs) Something ain't right. We got a lot of young, healthy people in and out of the military who are suddenly having health problems, or they're just falling over. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I am fully on the side now where I don't trust these things. Uh, especially the more we hear from Fauci and we see the transcripts of his testimony, as far as you know, gain of function and all that stuff. It, and I, my heart goes out to you folks in the military because you, you know, you're you're being put in a very bad position. Uh, on a number of different levels, and certainly with the, with the vaccines. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was like when the vaccines came out, it was either you get them or get kicked out. God, yeah, that's, that's, that's literally insanity. It. I think we lost like half of half of my platoon got uh, chaptered out because they didn't want to get vaccines. So they're like, okay, well, see you later. You <laughs> do, do want to get the shots? Y'all could say. That's pretty much how it went. Right. I'm so sorry. So you got you got folks who are getting out or being kicked out because they don't want to take the vaccine. You got people who are leaving because of the politics and the and the, the, the all the other nonsense that's going on. You know, again, my yeah, heart my heart goes these, out to you. Yeah, we have these guys getting sent to Fort Sam with heart problems yet. And they're perfectly they're healthy. They can't Yeah, and they're saying that we can't do nothing because when we got our COVID shots, well nothing's wrong with me, but with them. They were like, well, I'm going to claim this. And they're like, you can't because you signed the paper whenever you got the shot. And they're like, well, what the hell? You are forcing it on us to get these shots. And I didn't read anything on the paper. I just signed away because I didn't want to get kicked out. I have nowhere to go when I get back home. Mm, mm, mm. I am so sorry, man. And and my heart goes out to your 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 colleagues there. And I hope they're going to end up being all right. But uh, I, I'm up against the clock. But thank you so much for your service. And thank you for your honesty. All right. Thank you, Sean. Y'all be safe. All right, Pete. Thank you, sir. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. Wrapping with Jack coming up tonight. I'll tell you more about that coming up in a few minutes. My wife and I are going to be hanging out with Jack. 
Uh, first off, uh, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. James and Don, I'd like to thank all of the many people who sent me the raccoon story out of Connecticut last night in my personal message thing thingy. I had about six or seven people who sent me that damn story. Because they know you have an affinity and an affection, if I, you will, for raccoons. I hate raccoons. They're dangerous animals. They're, they'll rip your face off. That and now we have an example out of Connecticut, of Connecticut. Right. That girl, she was going to live. It was trying. I think it was trying to hump her. It was not trying to <laughs> hump her, man. It was trying to bite her knees off. It was. A, it was a vicious freaking raccoon. Like Cosa and Nostra. Ma- and mom raccoon? got out there. Mom got out there. That's one badass Karen from Connecticut, man. Right. Ashford, Connecticut. She got that raccoon off her her daughter's leg. Tossed its ass across the lawn and did it all with a with a funny northeastern accent. She, and I'm just saying, I like that she was yelling at the neighbors. No, it's rabid. Stay back. It's rabid. <laughs> Look, I I can't do a northeastern accent, but I'm just saying. Okay, raccoons, Don James, they're nasty, awful, vicious creatures. Hey, just like and humans, they'll rip your face off. There's some bad raccoons and there's good. They're raccoons. all bad. I hate raccoons. Everybody knows the story. When I was five or six or seven, my ass was chased by a freaking raccoon for like three blocks. Okay? I had to run into a neighbor's garage to escape the damn thing. And then when I was in my 30s, I had an infant, inf- you know, I was, I was watching a do- this old hermit guy down the street. I used to watch his, feed his freaking cats for him when he'd go away. This dude used to feed dog food leave bowls of dog food out for the local raccoons, and they got to be the size of pumas. I was once not really attacked by about nine adult raccoons. These are street raccoons. These were hood raccoons. These were dangerous animals. Knee-cap-tearing raccoons. And I hate them. Little mafia raccoons. I hate them. Would be awful if you was to forget to put the dog food out. We was to chew your face (laughs) off. Me and my friends, raccoon, raccoons are date, and I got a buddy out there, Big G. I got a buddy out there who's listening. I bet you he's got a pet raccoon. I'm waiting for the te- I'm waiting for the text, dude. He's gonna show up at your house. They're fine. They're 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 loving animals. It's on how you raise them. No, are they raccoons <laughs> are vicious creatures. Well, you know this one in particular. It was out in the wild. Apparently, they're all out in the wild. Well, your friend Big G has one, you know, at his house. That's different. Well, it's not different. (laughs) Most raccoons are out in the wild, right? Unless you're in like Mississippi, Alabama, then you have them as pets, (laughs) or dinner, or dinner, right? (laughs) This one, some marsh rabbit. This one in Connecticut, Lord knows. I lived there for a long time. Lord knows what this raccoon had been up to. (laughs) Connecticut. Maybe the raccoon was doing cocaine with a bear, right? Or a lobster. Right. Yeah, it was one of those Bridgeport raccoons. It was a Bridgeport raccoon. <laughs> it's way Let up. me tell you something. One of those Bridgeport raccoons comes after he's going to chew your face off. You drop a Bridgeport raccoon up there in Ashford, Connecticut, you got yourself a problem. They can't adjust to that country life. <laughs> they can't adjust to the country life? <laughs> Aren't there no damn cafes around here? Hey, how come there's not a freaking dumpster around here, huh? <laughs> What kind of place is this? I can't do the accent. I anymore. need a Duncan. A Duncan. 
She did. She tossed its ass across the yard, man. I need to make a little run to donkeys and get myself a, some donuts. That was a good size. <laughs> that was a good size raccoon, man. Yeah, she was. She had it like by the back of its neck. Yeah. It up. Yeah. And the raccoon, awesome. once she finally got it to, you know, because it was latch, trying to latch on to her, and once she finally got it away from her and had it by the neck, yeah. the look in the raccoon's face was like, Ooh, crap, oh, crap, oh, no. I jumped going, on the wrong kid. This is going very badly. Yep. Maybe, she, maybe she's from Bridgeport. <laughs> I, I, I'm just glad she kicked its ass. Well, we all thought of you as soon as we you saw all the did. Video. Yeah, it was. Funny. I got like six personal messages with this damn story, man. Three of them were from Colorado. I remember you hated raccoons, so I saw it. So right. you said this picture in the well, story to you. I saw the I saw the video. I wasn't sure where it had been recorded. Right, and, and so my my initial thought was, well, maybe that's Sean's ex-wife. And so I look, I'm like, oh no, no, she's in wrong wrong side of the country. So. My daughter's mom did have to take a two-by-four and bang it on the street outside of the old hermit's house because the front yard had been swamped by about nine adult raccoons with babies, and I couldn't leave the house, man. Hiding in the shower. I couldn't leave the house. <laughs> what was I going to do? They're on the porch. And they have One of them reared up on its hind legs was looking at me. I, you think I'm joking? One of them reared up on its hind legs. No, 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 no. It actually happened. It, it reared up on its hind legs, was standing almost eyeline to me because I, I was looking at it. Yes, it did. I'm looking at it through the storm door, glass door. And it almost had a look at its eye like, you. You, man, are going down. And then he gave you a little raccoon middle finger. Dead. You ain't never leaving this house. We'll rip you to shreds. Hey, what's that noise? You know. <laughs> Raccoons with bad intentions. Next, well, I'll give her that. She did save me up, save my ass from the raccoons. Hey, you're lucky. Your wife, she with a two by four. My current, huh? my my wife now would would seriously mess them up. Actually, know. I don't know. Maybe she wouldn't. She likes animals. Well, she got a knife in one hand and a chocolate in the other. Those raccoons don't <laughs> She'd stand be a taking them out with chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an attitude, Mister Raccoon? <laughs> oh, oh, now you, is that an, oh, now you're gonna get ugly. Oh, I sense a tone. Is that a tone? Is that a raccoon tone? <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> Raccoon's like, I'm not yelling. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will slap the black off your face. <laughs> and the white. And the gray. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll be an albino raccoon by the time I'm done with you. That's right. Okay. Two, taking your call. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How are you? Uh, the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Talked about the military vaccine mandate. Also talked about my hatred of raccoons. Here's Will. Will, how are you? Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? So I, I, got, I, got, I got mixed opinions on this because I was in the uh, Air Force for nine years, and I remember my uh, first uh, two weeks of basic training, uh, they made us strip down to just our T-shirts and lined us up, and uh, they injected all kind of stuff in us. And then uh, we didn't know what it was, and you couldn't refuse it. That was just part of, you know, you were considered government property. Later on, after I'd been in the uh, Air Force for a long time, I was on a mobility team, which was one of the things where you had to be ready to go 
any, you know, at the heartbeat, you had to have your bag packed and everything. Right. And I remember one time I got called and they told us we were getting deployed to an unknown location. We had to bring our bag, our shot records, medical records and everything. And they lined us up and they gave us some shots that they said will protect us from some some kind of viruses and stuff in specific region. I can't remember. I know malaria was one of mm. them. I can't remember all the things they gave us. And then afterwards, they were like, okay, uh, it was just an exercise. You guys can go. We'll update you later. Yeah. After they had gave us a wow. shot. And we couldn't we couldn't refuse. That was, that was part of being in the military. And even with just like stuff like the flu shot, I don't care if you can have a bad reaction from the flu shot when you're in the military. That's just what it is. So I don't know, like, I hear some of the people in now, they, they talk about being, you know, forced to get out and stuff, but it's, it's always been like that in the military. It's, it's not a new thing. But do you think that was a good thing? I mean, what what era are we talking about? What year, or roughly, are we talking I was in about? The, it was uh, mid-90s. Mid-90s, okay. Mid-90s, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, back then, I didn't think it was a good thing, but I just kind of accepted it that right. I was in the military, and, I you know, I wasn't a civilian, and it, they gave me an order to get this specific shot i had to get the shot you know i right. i think what i think the difference now is because the civilian world has been forced to you know and and all kind of jobs have been forced to get it i think that's brought more attention to it but it's always been like that you know with the military well i think a lot of it too is that this is new and that there's there's a lot of vaccines that have been around for a long time that we you know we, we pretty much know uh, what's what you know? They're they're known quantities. Whereas with the the COVID vaccines, we're, we're not really sure. These things are only a couple of years old, basically. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I in other words, I don't think it's a good thing that the military can just shove a needle in your body and and inject you with whatever they want to inject you with anytime they want. And we have a lot of people, and you know this, who are who are getting out of the military now because of this stuff. And uh, that's what concerns me is we got a lot of people. Recruitment is way down, and there's a lot of people who are retiring early or they're they're getting kicked out because of this stuff. And I think that kind of puts us in a vulnerable place. But I understand what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know at a, a different era that uh, you know they tell you what the, they're going to shoot you with this needle. We're going to do it. Yeah. Can I say one more thing? Sure. So. Uh, the, the caller that you had before when he was talking about the, uh, the people, uh, that, uh, got the vaccine and was having some cardiac issues and had to go, uh, be seen, uh, he's, that's, that's true. And, and we've seen a lot of patients cause I still work in the medical field. Right. We've seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of patients that have got the vaccine and they've had heart issues, young, wow. healthy people, muscular people. But they, they end up having what's called myocarditis. But the thing about it is, is the vaccine get that. But we've also seen uh, a lot more patients that had COVID that had this. So it's kind of like, you know, that's why I have mixed emotions. Because right, it, right. Because it's kind of really hard to say, you know, what the call Well, but is. again, that's that's the whole point is that's so new. And I, I got to run, man. But I first off, thank you for your service and thank you for the call. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I just, I, I, my issue is I, we're, we're seeing sort of a trend of people who appear to be perfectly healthy and just suddenly out of the blue, they're, they're having some issues. And I, and I, again, I, I think what's at play here is that we are dealing with something that is relatively new 
in our world, and that's the COVID vaccine and the boosters. And we're seeing people who have all the vaccines, all the boosters, and they're still getting sick. So I, I don't think it's, I don't think people who who have an issue with this are being weird. I think they have good reason for having an issue with this. So. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Coming up uh, at 10.05, we'll talk about a tenured English teacher in California who works at a high school and doesn't want to teach English because it's racist. (laughs) That's coming up at uh, 10.05. Also, uh, Megan and Harry, sit down and shut up. Uh, Beyond that, here's uh, Jack on Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Jack, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. Say I... uh wanted to comment about the uh, immunization, the uh, COVID vaccine right. for the military. Um, I spent uh, 23 years in the Air Force, like your previous caller. I was on a deployment team, and we had to be prepared for anywhere in the world through various immunizations. Some of them were uh, more unpleasant than others. But the, my real point is that when you join the military, you know that you're giving up certain rights. That's, that's just part of the rule. Right. You accept that when you go in. Now, this woke idea that you can afford to uh, obey the rules that are convenient to you, that, that just doesn't cut it with me. If you go in and, and, the, uh, and the medics say you get a, a COVID shot, then you get the COVID shot and you say, yes, sir, yes, sir, move on to the next problem. Is that, does it factor in at all for you that this is relatively new and, you know, we're, we're talking about things that are only a couple of years old and we're, yes. frankly, kind of rushed in, into production? Yes, it does factor into it. It factors into me very clearly that the the scientific effort that went into the approval of these various COVID uh, vaccinations are far ahead of what we had 20, 30 years ago as far as uh, uh, um, developing vaccines for certain diseases. And you mentioned earlier that people get their they get the shots, they get their boosters, but they still get sick. Sean, for years, people have gotten a flu shot and still gotten the flu. Well, that's a fair point, so and, and it's a fair so point about the military. So I understand what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm not, yeah. I've never been in the military, so I don't, I don't, you know, I'd, yeah. I'd be talking out of my butt to try to, you know, comment from a military perspective. Well, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you more credit than the uh, the, you know, the bodily orifice that you speak from, but the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the time of day. I, I do have to run, though. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left here, so I want to mention that uh, tonight is Rapping with Jack. I think this is the twenty. Is he the 24th year, I think he said. Almost a quarter century Jack McCarty has been doing this, and uh, uh, it's tonight uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Obviously, he's doing his entire show from the Blue Bonnet Palace in Selma. And uh, it's a great cause. Uh, You can bring gifts with you tonight and get them wrapped tonight so we can give these over to uh, Family Services to give out to folks. Family Services adopt a family. That's the purpose of Wrapping with Jack is to make sure there are families in San Antonio that don't wake up on Christmas morning and there's nothing under the tree. 
You can also make a financial donation if you can't make it out tonight. So you can do that directly at the website, ktsa.com. But I know my wife and I are going to be uh, rolling on out there uh, a little later on to hang out and wrap some presents. James, I think you said you'd even mention that you might be coming out. So we'll, we'll see who's all going to be uh, turning out. Ken Slavin will be there doing music. And it, it, it tell you what, it ain't Christmas for me until Ken Slavin be singing Christmas songs. And there's sort of an ongoing controversy because Mr. Trey Ware believes that because it's the Blue Bonnet Palace, uh, Mr. Ken Slavin should be wearing Western wear. And I, I think I am uh, I am of the opinion with Mr. Riccardi that you ain't never going to see Ken Slavin in Western wear. And you shouldn't. It's just wrong. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. He's much too elegant a person to. And there's nothing wrong with Western wear. I'll be wearing my heels tonight. I'll be wearing my boots tonight. You know, and I'll be wearing my cowboy hat. Okay. But you don't think Ken Slavin should dress that way? He's Ken Slavin, man. Right. Yeah. You want to see him? He's very. Da- he's a great dresser. He's a great dresser. Been. He's very elegant. He's very dapper. Remember and, when we were out washing dogs that time when we used to do the the dog thing? He shows up yeah. in a tuxedo. Yeah, Slavin's out there wearing, you know. $500 worth of clothes. <laughs> you know, I I stopped by, you know, Goodwill on my way over because I didn't want to ruin it, my $20 shirt. And I'm not wearing any underwear. Yeah, so, you know, you I, I, I just, I'm just saying I don't want to see Ken. Who who in their right mind wants to see Ken Slavin in Western wear? I'm just saying. He's Ken Slavin. Uh, you know, this is it's just, come on now. So tonight it starts up at 6 p.m. If, if he shows up. With boots and spurs. <laughs> if he shows up, <laughs> boots and spurs. Looking like Gene Autry. You know, I'm going to be really upset. It, it's all your fault. It's not my fault. How is it You're my fault? You're basically daring the man to show up. I'm not daring the man. I, I've been standing up for the man saying he's not. Yeah, I don't, you know, want, I don't get, want him to wear Western wear. You're going to push him one. into it. Because now everybody's going to call him. Hey, Ken, you should probably no. dress up like a. Yeah, it's going to no. happen. Ken, don't do it, man. Don't cave. Stay true to your values. Just say no. You wear that tuxedo, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> Poor Ken. He's hiding under his desk. <laughs> He's hiding belt. under his desk. People at his office are like, you going to wear the cowboy hat? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, that's Rapping with Jack coming up tonight at 6 p.m. And uh, it always kind of helps gets me gets me into the holiday spirit, uh, we, and I feel bad because we haven't had it uh, the actual event for a couple of years because of the COVID. And the uh, the last time we had an actual event, I didn't end up going, and I felt bad because I missed it for a couple of years. So we'll see you there tonight, Blue Bonnet Palace and Selma, New Stock Five Fifty KTSa. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555. I asked this question on Ware and Rima. What do you need if you really want to take over the whole shebang, uh, meaning the United, United States of America and... You don't want people questioning you if you're the if you're the state if you're the government and you you want to be able to just dictate to people how they should live. What what do you need a lot of morons? You you need a lot of morons 
you need a lot of morons uh, uh, in the public education system, and I mean kids that are being graduated as functionally illiterate human beings, which I think has been going on for a couple of years now. And you need people like Marta Schaefer. Marta Schaefer is a tenured English teacher, a tenured English teacher. She's tenured, can't be fired, at something called Oroville High School. Again, she's an English teacher, and she, like a lot of young people, teachers or whatever, she's obsessed with TikTok, so she puts out a TikTok video uh, to kick off the 2022-2023 academic year by saying, as an English teacher, she's going to fight white supremacy in her class by not teaching proper grammar and syntax. In other words, by not doing her job to teach English. She says, proper English, proper grammar, the rules of the language, uh, whether it's compositional rules. uh, If you're, you're, you and I did this, uh, if you're writing a paper and you have to come up with a hypothesis on some subject, you have to make an argument for your thesis, you have to come up with a conclusion, you have to provide sources. This is all pretty standard stuff as far as learning not only how to be have you know ha- have developed your critical thinking skills, but to be able to be able to communicate in the English language. And she quote is trying to undermine that BS in her classroom as much as she can. Uh, she says that white people came up with the languages of proper grammar and they discount how basically people of color talk in the vernacular. In fact, they call it, and I Trey pointed this out, they call it AAVE, African-American Vernacular English, which back in the 80s and 90s we called Ebonics. And she says uh, there's a lot of problematic systems uh, in education, like white supremacy, misogyny, colonization. <laughs> you know, same old crap we hear over and over again. And listen to this. This is, this is a tenured English teacher. Well, let's look at how we write essays. We start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made-up rules. They are created by Westerners in power, which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? She's a freaking English teacher. She even says, just because your teachers, your professors, and your boss may expect you to write and speak in a certain way that may not be natural to you. Because maybe what's natural to you is sounding like a dumbass. That does not mean that your more natural languages are not important. They're just as important, if not more important, than the language of respectability. She says she feels like a cringy white lady teaching students of color about linguistics. So, am I a white savior? Absolutely. Was it uncomfortable? 
Definitely. But a lot of my students come here and they're uncomfortable with the white mainstream culture of public school life. So I think it's good for them to see their teacher deal with linguistic discomfort. So in other words, because she feels uncomfortable, I guess, correcting black and Hispanic students on uh, or grading them on uh, whatever the hell she's managing to teach them about the English language, whether it's compositionally or it's reading and comprehension, because she feels uncomfortable, she's not going to do her job. Her job is to teach English. Uh, she also says the SATs are racist. <laughs> the writers of these tests are made up of mostly entirely of white people, and they still are. Um, so what, what? what's more racist? Let me ask you this. 210-599-5555. What's more racist? All right. Black kids and Hispanic kids being taught the English language in an English class or a teacher who thinks they're intellectually incapable of learning it. And because they're incapable of learning it, it's not fair to them. And we should just allow them to say, you know, make the language up as they want to go along because it makes me feel better as a white person, as a white teacher, to not teach them English. It's kind of like the whole photo ID thing with voting. Gosh, black people are so lazy and stupid, they can't come up with a photo ID. So it's oppressive to make them have to come up with a photo ID. You know who comes up with this racist crap? White liberals like this chick. Because it is racist as hell to have different expectations of your black and Hispanic kids, your students of color, than it is of your white kids. Let me say that again. It is racist to assume that your students of color can't learn the same stuff that your white kids do, which is at the heart of all this. What a jackass. Would you have done that, sweetheart, without your tenure? <laughs> would you Would you be making your little TikTok videos if you hadn't somehow magically achieved tenured status so your ass could be fired for being a jerk and for not doing your job? I think not. I don't know, but I would suspect this chick recently got tenure. Because she's pretty comfortable basically making a stupid video saying she's not going to do her job. Of course, probably the folks who hire her and gave her tenure agree with her. But yeah, let me say it again, just to make sure it's out there. You are a racist. You are being racist. If you believe that your 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 black and Hispanic students can't handle learning the white man's English, if you want to call it that, holy crap! Hey, how about math teachers? I I know isn't math racist too? At some point, I think I heard that at some point in Oxford say that math is uh, is is racist. We need to have more math teachers insist on not teaching math. <laughs> wow, man. And the thing is, both people in this equation are being used by other people who want people to have no critical thinking skills, to not be able to come up with a thesis on anything, to not be able to question 
anything. Okay, this this teacher, I guarantee you, she looks pretty young. Being produced by a collegiate system that is 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 indoctrinating them, educators especially, into this stuff specifically, so they'll go into the classroom and then teach it this way. Like you just talk the way you want to talk. It's okay. We're not even going to grade you. Don't worry about grading or tests. It's so racist. And the people behind the scenes who want this to happen, again, the reason they want this to happen is they want to create a few more generations of people who will not have the intellectual capacity to question a damn thing they have to say. Because the end game is you believe what we tell you. You believe what we tell you. And you don't question. And this is how you create people that will go, okay. The black and Hispanic kids will will go, okay, because they haven't been taught anything. The white kids will go, okay, because they don't want to be considered racist. And you have what? A generation of freaking morons that you can dictate anything you want to. And that's really what's at play here. How does that make you feel? Uh, here's John. John, how you doing? Sean, that, that teacher, aside from being absolutely racist, you nailed that, is factually wrong. The second most spoken language in this country is Spanish. <laughs> That's true. That's true at this point. You're right. In Spanish. Who does she think is speaking more Spanish? The white kids in New Hampshire or the Hispanic kids in San Antonio? Right, right. Bilingual children overwhelmingly are non-white. Clearly, they can learn multiple languages correctly. If anything, we need, instead of having broken down English, we need American Spanish. I want lower standards for my Spanish. Yeah, because it's racist to make them learn proper Spanish. (laughs) It means you hate Hispanic people. (laughs) There are so many perfectly fluent Spanish and English speakers where they cut between both of them perfectly. Right. It is just obviously racist, but just pants on head stupid to make that assertion. And and again, it's she's an English teacher. It's amazing to me. This is what she's supposed to do. This is what her specialty is supposed to be. This is what got her ass uh, tenured status. So, hey, man, I, excellent point, John. I appreciate the call, man. I guess you got to take a break. Two one zero five nine nine. I just almost burped on the air. I had a little gas bubble in my chest. You're never supposed to point that sort of thing out. It's very unprofessional. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. Hey, it's Jack McCarty. The rapper with Jack Finelli is tonight at Blue Bonnet Palace in Selma, starting at six. Visit KTSA.com for details, and I'll see you there. It's twenty two minutes after ten. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And uh, on behalf of all of us, Megan and Harry, would, would you sit down and shut up? Just sit down. And shut up, man. Just be, you know what, James and Don. When I when when Harry and Megan start popping up on the TV, I just go all Father Merritt on them. I'm like, be silent. Do you know what I mean? They they made a freaking that chick so owns him, man. I don't know if it's a they deal. I think it's it, she. It's a her. Yes. She owns his ginger ass, man. Harry, what did you do, man? What did you do to your life? They've got a Netflix series that's coming out. 
as, as the Babylon Bee so aptly pointed out. Oh, I missed this. They've got, you know, a six-hour documentary series that they're going to present on Netflix on how they want to be left alone. Oh. How they want their privacy. And so very obviously, the way that you... You try to get your privacy when you're Megan and Harry is you make it you 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 make a Netflix documentary that's six hours long. And they're doing it for free, right? Right. No. Yeah, they get paid. No, they're getting paid. Megan's getting well, Megan's getting paid. Royal pesos. Harry's gonna be there. Leave us alone after we cash the check. I mean, my God. Bonacera. <laughs> okay, so so you you have uh, you have Megan who is we already know like I mean she's been making this documentary series for a few years we just didn't know it and Harry didn't know it she was bringing her own freaking videographers into the like royal places where she's not supposed to, you know they're supposed to be approved mm-hmm. she's been doing that for like a year yeah hear my wife go off on this crap. Oh, no, she is setting them up. She is setting them all up, Mr. John. She knew she was going to make the documentary when she met Harry. She didn't really talk like that. It's probably racist that I do that, but I don't care. So, yeah, December 8th, the Harry and Meghan documentary (laughs) series, docu-series premieres on Netflix. What's it titled? Megan and Megan and Harry. That's it. Notice how she's first. Right. Yeah, he's royal, but she's first. And all, they've dropped the trailer, and already it's got more negative. It's got more dislikes than than likes. You know why? Because, dude, she so owns you, man. What happened to you, man? He used to be a military. He was in the. What royal? Who's in the military? Yeah, he's a helicopter Force, pilot. Helicopter pilot. Afghanistan. Afghanistan, yeah. dude. He saw some stuff. And then he saw her. <laughs> <laughs> and then he saw her across yeah. a crowded room and said, "Oh, I've got to get me some of that." And now she owns your ass, Harry. Megan owns your ginger ass. Yeah, but you know, and she's making his, me look like a fool on a planetary level. In his defense, how many how many of us have been out somewhere and you see somebody from across the room and you think to yourself, "This person is going to ruin my life, but I'm <laughs> jumping in anyway. I'm going for it." I don't know, a couple of times here yeah. and there over the years. Yeah, it happened. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> You just know it's going to end badly. You are going to ruin my existence. But you spin the wheel anyway. You do it anyway, man. Hi, how you doing? I'm Sean. I'm on the radio. I read poetry. Want me to write one for you? Hmm? Going to ruin my life? And You uh, look like the type that will make me hate myself by next weekend. <laughs> Can I have your phone number? What's your phone number? I'll give you a ring. Right. Dude, she owns you. She's so... Freaking owns you, and the thing is, when when a woman like that, or you know, if it's a dude, you know, on the other side, you know, you got to oh, be yeah. fair often, oh yeah, all the time. But you know, a woman like that, you know, what sucks about this whole situation? Everybody knows it, but him, because everybody always does. The reverse would be Kevin Federline and Britney Spears. <laughs> that would be the reverse. Yeah, you know, he's absolutely right. <laughs> right? There. Yes. Exactly. Well, Federline got the hint and went away. I don't Federline think. saved his own ass <laughs> at some like, point. Man, even, even, she's too crazy for me. I'm out of here. 
Megan owns your ass, Eric. She's so she's made a documentary about where she cries. If you watch the trailer, and I force myself to watch it because it's my job. And it's all in black and white, and she's like crying at one point because she's just they're so victimized. <laughs> they're just being just victimized. You know what would have by helped the royal them, family by the paparazzi. What would have helped them be left alone is if they stayed royal. Right. Yes. Nobody would have given a crap. Right. Just go about your business. Do your Stay royal, royal stuff. and do your royal stuff. Nobody would care. But it's not about that, is it, Megan? No. It's not about that at all. Your dumbass wants to be queen someday. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, Megan. It doesn't really work that way, but no. You got Harry. I'll give you that. She got the, Harry. She got a six-hour documentary series. She's hoping to pull the Alexander Haig. And <laughs> I'm in charge now. <laughs> she is. Wait, you think that guy makes any decisions in his own home? Maybe. The, man who, the man who would be king? <laughs> He's a servant in his own home, probably. Harry, I want you to rub my feet, and I want you to do it right now. Or I'll start filming. <laughs> I got a camera crew outside. Uh, yes, my dear. Yes, of course. Let me get down on my knees. Get down on your damn knees. Start rubbing my feet. Yes, my love. Yes, of course, my love. My bunion. Rub my bunion. My bunion hurts. I'll start filming, Harry. I swear to Jesus I'll start filming. <laughs> yes, my love. Yes, yes, of course. How's that, my love? Would you like some gold bond on it? Oh. <laughs> gold bond. <laughs> That's right, Harry. Harry going to do whatever I tell him to do. And at night, he lies awake in bed while she's editing. <laughs> she's got the laptop on her chest editing. So like, what did I bloody do to my bloody life? Screaming at him. You didn't look at the hard camera, you idiot. <laughs> I told Not you. Not the handheld. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you? I told you to listen to me, Harry. I told your ass to listen. I said camera number one, didn't I? Yes, my love. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and there's William out there somewhere in the world going, I'm so bloody glad I'm not Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get to be me. <laughs> oh, he played it right. He did. He did. Yeah, you get a beautiful wife. She's great. great. She's very elegant. She's very poised. Great looking family. Come great on. looking kids. And Harry lies awake at night going, I want to choke myself on some fritters. <laughs> I want to shove a croissant down my throat and kill myself. <laughs> hey, are you talking uh, in your sleep again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. 210. <laughs> Poor Harry. <laughs> Poor Harry. He made choices, man. <laughs> <laughs> he made choices. Yeah. Okay. Just do the honorable thing, Harry. Have an affair, get the divorce, and there you go. go back home. There you go. You might have to live out of the pawn shop for a few weeks, like all divorce guys. It came up earlier. No, seriously, only $12 for the crown. <laughs> it's a bloody crown. He's on pawn. Yeah, the best I can do is $12. $7 for bloody Excalibur. All right. He goes, he goes up to Vegas, visits the gold and silver pawn shop right. with Rick Harrison. You know, be awesome. Like all divorce guys. <laughs> It's bloody Excalibur. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have one of my guys come down and check the authentic authenticity of it, because it right. could be a butter knife for all I know. I got Somebody. a friend who's an expert. 
Yeah, Chumley. Ask the lady of the lake, not Chumley, you buffoon. I'm bloody Harry, and I'm free. All right. What's your... <laughs> Oh, yeah, they'll get divorced at some point. Okay, uh, 210-599. When he just can't bloody take it anymore. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Oh, God, they're, they're having a gold medal ceremony for the January 6th responders. I can't. I don't have enough time in two hours to keep up with all the bull crap, man. <laughs> they're having, there's Pelosi. Gold medal ceremony for the January 6th responders. Which ones were these? The ones going, hey, let me get that door for you. God. Um, We're also remembering today uh, Kirstie Alley, who passed away at the age of 71. And uh, she uh, uh, apparently had a short bout with cancer that they kept, kept very private, so nobody really knew about this. Uh, we, we don't even know at this point what kind, you know, what kind it was or what have you, but, um, certainly, you know, became, came to prominence by being on Cheers and then did, uh, you know, and they weren't bad movies. I remember the, the look who's talking, you know, they, they, I remember seeing the first one. It was a pretty good movie for, for that, for sort of a rom-com kind of a thing with a talking baby, but uh, you know, I've got to say this, and some of you are going to roll your eyes, and some of you are going to go, yeah, that she'll always have a, a soft spot in my heart because she played Lieutenant Savick in Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Arguably a a role which required none of her acting skills whatsoever. <laughs> Other than to stand there and look stoic in an Enterprise elevator while old Captain Kirk hits on your ass. <laughs> But uh, still very sad. I mean, you know, seventy-one is pretty young. Uh, and uh, you know, did very well. but she was also. A, and I had forgotten this. We brought it up. Uh, Trey brought it up on Where in Rima that she was a, a fairly conservative person, was a Trump supporter, uh, and you know that never bodes well for your career in Hollywood. So you you wonder to what impact her appearances on regular appearances on on Fox News, you know, had on her career. I don't know. She's one of those people that was just so, so was like a lot of the folks that we're losing these days. Who was just always sort of there, you know. It was always a Kirstie Alley. Uh, what else was I going to get into? Oh, and and then we have uh, more you know stupid celebrity news. We we have the and I I don't watch ABC or NBC or any of that happy crap. I, I don't I don't watch any of it, man. And it's, plus, I'm on the air when, when Good Morning America's happening, and, and I don't watch it. But apparently, Amy Robach, am I saying that correctly, and T.J. Holmes uh, were pulled off the gig. They were the hosts. <laughs> After the news of their extramarital affair caused distraction at ABC. And apparently, and this, I, you know, this I don't get. And, I, and I'm not saying, but I'm, I ain't saying any of this stuff because I've been a freaking angel over the course of my life. I haven't been, trust me. I've written books about how I've not been a freaking angel, okay? 
But I, am I correct in, in, in hearing that this affair was going on for like 12 years? No? I thought I'd seen that. No, I think they were both have been married they for 12 They were married years. for 12 years. Oh, okay. And he started messing around when they did a, uh, a marathon of some kind, I believe. And uh, and and they were fine. They oh yeah, they both were married for twelve years to their respective spouses. And in fact, apparently they had both. And they met the New York City half marathon in March. Is when they started messing around. And uh, and this is kind of stupid. Apparently. You know, it got it kind of. I think in the UK, it got picked up by some tabloids, and the New York Post picked it up. And so they had already sort of told their spouses that they were leaving them and that they were going to be together. And then, um, and this is just stupid. ABC was like initially, "Well, it's their private lives. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to make judgments on their private lives, and uh, we're not going to, uh, you know, take them off the air, anything like that." But then they made the mistake of joking about it on the air, which was a bozo no-no. TJ, too bad it's Friday. It's been a great week. I just want this week to keep going and going, and they're, like, laughing and stuff. And she says, speak for yourself. There, You know, I don't really care either way, but there, there is one interesting question. i got to take a break. Mika and Joe Scarborough, right? I mean, they they were both married, right? And and then they started messing around, and now they're married, and they still got their gig. I don't know, but it's 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 certainly uh, some some weird melodrama going on going on over at ABC. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Final few moments of the show. We'll tell you more about rapping with Jack coming up in a minute. Uh, the phone lines are open if you want to react to anything we've discussed on the air, whether it's uh, mand- mandatory vaccine mandates for the military. What else did I hit today? Um, Megan and Harry should, should sit down and shut up. Uh, I talked about that jackass out in California who's a tenured English teacher who doesn't teach English because it's racist. Raccoons. Raccoons. Ah, yes. We had a raccoon story. And I do not know why I have gone into my Ricardo Montalban voice, but we had a yeah, we had a raccoon story in connect- Connecticut. In Connecticut. Because nobody believes me. Everybody gives me hell whenever I bring up raccoons. And I, I have an issue with raccoons, and I hate them. They're vicious, mean-spirited little animals, and they'll rip your face off. And I always get hell when I bring that up. Like, oh, sure, it's afraid of raccoons. But then in Connecticut, uh, a, a woman's daughter, a seven-year-old kid, was attacked by a freaking raccoon. First off, it was really it was really funny how I people were sending me the story. I got like half a dozen messages from people sending me the damn story about the damn raccoon in Connecticut. And it's a great video because I love watching the raccoon get its ass kicked. There ain't nothing better for me than watching a raccoon get its nasty little ass kicked. And uh we had a Karen in Connecticut who uh 
Well, I don't know if she's a Karen, but she the, the, the thing is attacking her seven-year-old daughter. Right? It's latched onto her kid's leg. It it looks, if you haven't seen the video, it looks like a dog humping a, a human. See how leg. you are? Hor- he was not humping her leg. He was trying to bite her. A horny, vicious raccoon You know, you're, you're just a, you, you got to take us in a dirty town. It, it, was a, it was a vicious attack, not a romantic encounter. All right? And the woman intervenes. It's her kid getting chewed on by a freaking nasty raccoon. And she gets the raccoon off the kid. And then the raccoon latches onto her, just because they're nasty, vicious little critters. And finally, mom gets a hold of that thing by the neck and and pulls it. And and the the look, again, the look on the raccoon's face just makes the video. Because the look on the raccoon, it's, it's, it's almost like this twisted smile, like, <laughs> this is going badly, you know. And then she flings it across the, flings that damn thing across the yard, man. Raccoon does a couple of tumbles and gets the hell out of there, man. I hate raccoons. I hate them. They're vicious. They're 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 nasty. They're sometimes smarter than you are. And you know what I hate about raccoons? They want your stuff. Okay, they want your food. They they want you. They want to chew on you. Right? You piss a raccoon off, it'll freaking chase you, man. It'll chase your ass. So good for this uh, chicken, Connecticut, uh, for for kicking some raccoon ass for me. <laughs> what? No, you're it's right. Fun the, to watch. The, the look on the raccoon's face. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> this isn't gonna work. Bad choices today. <laughs> I'm gonna be airborne here soon. He does. He, you know what I mean? Like a weird fear smile that you sometimes get yeah. when you know something horrible is about to happen. <laughs> when he, his little feet clamped on, he was like, I got you, lady. And then she gets an adjustment on the neck. And he's right. like, oh, no. Oh, holy hell. Something bad is about to happen. He's lucky she just didn't like snap his neck, you know, bash his head against the the pillar or something, you know. I we, think my comment was be the dominant mammal. Like, you did. You said that be the dominant mammal. Yeah, no, I was rooting for the mom. Well, F- she did. Well, that's true. Mess up that raccoon. She did. Tossed his ass across the yard. Good on her. Um, we got a couple of minutes. Wrapping with Jack is tonight, uh, six to eight p.m. at the Blue Bonnet Palace in Selma. Uh, it's a gift wrapping party with free food and live music with my man, Ken Slavin, who will not be wearing a cowboy hat. Sorry. And, uh, it's great. You can go out and if you want, you can bring gifts with you. This is to go to the, uh, family service, adopt a family folks. Uh, so they can make sure that San Antonio families, no San Antonio family wakes up on Christmas morning and there ain't nothing under the tree. So if you want to, you can go to the website, KTSA.com. And there's a list of all the stuff that we're looking for. Uh, and you can bring those with you to Rapping with Jack tonight during the Jack Riccardi show and wrap those and then uh, participate that way. You can also just financially donate if you want to on the website, ktsa.com, but it's it's always a lot of fun. We haven't been able to have the event for a couple of years. Jack does a great job, and we all, you never know who's quite going to show up, and you, you see some folks that you don't get to see all the time, and uh, my wife and I are going to roll up there uh, a little later on, or a little later on before uh, before it begins. So we'll be there. 
And uh, it's just a lot of fun. And again, it ain't Christmas in San Antonio until Ken Slavin starts singing Christmas music. And we had a, a bit of a controversy here in my final few moments where Trey, because it's the Blue Bonnet Palace, was suggesting that Ken wear, do Western wear tonight. Don't do it, Ken. Don't do it, man. Don't bow to the pressure. Be true to yourself, man. Don't be wearing no cowboy hat. All right. <laughs> Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. We'll see you tonight at Rapping with Jack on News Talk 550 KTSA. Bye.